0: We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Kyle Porter. What's up, dude?
1: Not much. I'm just watching, uh, watching a little Tiger Woods on a Thursday afternoon and uh, chatting with you about Oklahoma State. So
0: it's a good all day. Is, all is right in the world, other than yeah. the pink polos that Tiger and, and Patty <laughs> Reed are wearing. It's not,
1: it's not the pink that, I, that bothers me. It's
0: the, it's the collar. Or the lack of collar, the blade, yeah, it, did you see gundy was wearing a blade collar the other day?
1: Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's just it, I mean the problem is you have to you have to be you have to look like a safety in the NFL to make it look good, yeah, and there's like two people on the pga tour that that do that, and Patrick Reed's definitely not one of them, so it's just <laughs> it's not great. Where are we at in society?
0: We don't, we don't wear collars anymore. This is, <laughs> this is atro- atrocious. Um, uh, Kyle, we haven't talked in a while, man. Uh, obviously, we, we talked a lot going into the NFL draft. It has happened. Uh, man, I never would have dreamed that Washington and Rudolph were going to end up on the same team, let alone at a, at a franchise quite like Pittsburgh. So that was, that was probably the, the, the number one storyline for us.
1: Yeah, totally. You know, I, I kind of unearthed this quote from Washington. I, I might have even asked him the question. It was after the Kansas game. And he said, man, you know, NFL, it's not going to be like it has been. Uh, you know, me and Mason, I'm, I'm going to miss him. I'm not going to see him anymore. I'm, I'm definitely not going to see him every day. And, well, now he is because they they go to the same team. I, I was trying to figure out how, how often this has happened, Carson. I got kind of conflicting reports. Uh, NFL Network said it's happened eight times for a, a college – QB and receiver got drafted to the same NFL team in the same year. Uh, And then Stats, Inc., uh, which is a pretty reputable source, said it's happened only once in the last 30 years. So I guess both of those could be true because the other seven times it could have happened, you know, in the 50s or 60s. But either way, it's incredibly rare for it to have happened. And and Stats, Inc. said the only time in the last 30 years that it's happened was – actually uh, Pittsburgh was involved and they drafted Landry Jones and I believe it was uh, was it Justin Brown that played at OU oh yeah <laughs> the, the, the kid that transferred from Penn State and uh, they both went in the I believe 2012 draft um, or maybe 2013 but uh, pretty crazy that it happened again with two other uh, Oklahoma or uh, you know college football players from the state of Oklahoma.
0: Well, there's so much to like about it. As I mentioned, you know, it's not like they're going to the Browns; they're going to the Steelers. You know, one of the best uh, organizations. You know, teams in the NFL, the same ones win all the time. You know, there's there is parity, but the better franchises who are well run are the ones that win, and Pittsburgh is certainly one of those. And I I thought it was interesting hearing Mason talk about it, just how farther ahead they're going to be than any other quarterback or receiver, just as far as reps they already have thousands and thousands of reps, which I'm sure, you know, Malcolm Gladwell would appreciate. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see just how good they are immediately together. And obviously Ben Roethlisberger says he's not retiring for another three to five years. I mean, Ben, ben gets hurt every year. He, he's one play away from retirement. So I couldn't be happy for those two. And I did think both went a little later than we both kind of thought really. I mean, James goes in the second. I think that, I saw a lot of receivers go before him that he was way better than. Yeah. And I think Mason was really disappointed that he went in the third. But all in all, you go to a good team with your teammate, you can't be too disappointed.
1: No, totally. I, I think I, – I don't uh, – you, you might disagree. I, I don't really have a problem with where Mason went. My, my my issue is more with where some of the other guys went. Like, I think Mason going in the third round is is fine. Like, second round, third round, you know, Whatever but Josh Allen in the top 10 speaking of <laughs> speaking of where are we at in society if you watch this guy I mean I I obviously knew that he was going to be a top 15 or 10 or whatever pick but just looking back on his film and like what people say, it's it's astounding isn't it like does anyone think that Josh Allen is a better than Mason Rudolph or B going to be better than him in the NFL I guess I guess
0: a lot of people do, but doesn't that just baffle you? Yes. It, it has bust written all over it in giant capital letters. I mean, you, your accuracy does not improve going to the NFL, and he's like a 56% passer. He can throw it a mile to the other team. So I don't know what Buffalo's thinking. I mean, maybe maybe the weather scared them away from Mason, and they're like, well, we think this guy's next best. This guy's got bigger hands, can throw in the snow. But no, I it's it's a horrible pick. It, it will not work. Josh Allen will be a bust, and that's that. I just I don't know what some just when I thought you know with the drafting of Baker, it seems as if the NFL is finally moving away from just measurables and combine stats, and they're actually looking at how the games played at the college level and how it can translate to the NFL. And then you see the Bills take Josh Allen. It's just I don't know, but what's crazy is Mason was the very ne- was you know Lamar Jackson went the last pick of the first round. Yeah, Mason was the very next quarterback taken, but it took all the way until round three, so it was just kind of unfortunate luck for him.
1: Yeah, it it, uh, it is weird how you have like this flurry of QBs at the top, and then you then all of a sudden you wait almost two rounds between Lamar Jackson and. Uh, and, and Mason. Um, well, what, what was your, I, I saw you tweeted about this and I, I sort of disagreed with you about, um, the, the, uh, Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley, like the NFL is getting smarter cause they're taking guys that were actually good in college. Uh, I agree about Baker, although I don't, I, I, I think it's up for debate whether that translates that well to the NFL. um, but the Barkley thing, I, he was he was fine in college, but I just, second? Like, I don't, I'm, I'm out on that. I, I, I disagreed with that pick.
0: No, I just, I said the two best players in college football went one-two. It's refreshing. Yeah. yeah. Which I think, you know, the stats don't bear out that Saquon Barkley Barley was the second best player. But we can all agree he was up there as far as best players in the country. I, I would never take a running back in the first round, let alone second. I mean, all you got to do is look at Leonard Fournette. He was taken, I think, seventh by the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Their, when he was hurt last year, their running game didn't change at all. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you can get a running back anywhere. You can get Chris Carson in the sixth round or seventh yeah. round, wherever he went. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I thought that was a terrible pick. I thought, I thought the Giants aren't going to pick second for a long time again. Like, that's not going to happen very often. They should have got a quarterback, so yeah, I don't know. But I, I, on Mason, though, like – Again, I'm not surprised either that he went in the third round. I think you and I talked a lot about, you know, I think his last year exposed some flaws that he has in his game. I think yeah. I think he is about a third or fourth round quarterback. I, I was not just aghast that he went in the third. I thought that was probably where I would take him if I was a GM, honestly. I think he's got a lot to, to improve, but certainly we both agree he's better than Josh Allen, and Josh Allen went seventh, so... Yeah. Who 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 knows what we're talking about anyway.
1: <laughs> well, and and his his quotes after the draft were uh <laughs> they were interesting. Uh he said he's going to I think something like remember this for the rest of or it'll 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 be a burning fire for the rest of my life. And it's like it's not like you didn't get drafted. Like he just, you know, maybe dropped like I don't know, 15 spots or Whatever I, 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 what did you think about those quotes? I, I thought they were a little like I I get that every quarterback who's not taken number one is like oh, I've been shafted and like that's sort of just the I don't know mantra that you have to take on as a as a uh, starting quarterback like that's sort of just like the mindset that that you have you're like I'm I'm the best and that's what you know that's part of what makes you the best is your self confidence but I just thought it was a little like. I, I don't know like we don't really see that side of Mason a lot and I thought it was a little a little strange
0: well we started to see glimpses of it before the draft didn't we when he was talking about how he's the best and yeah there's there's a little bit of that you know i I tried to say it all year that Baker or not Baker Mason's got a little Baker in him he's a little he's a little fiery himself he's got an edge to him and I, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And I think he tried not to go full Josh Allen or Josh uh, Rosen <laughs> and, say, and count how many mistakes were made ahead of him. That's a lot of counting for Mason. How many, how many picks? What pick was he? 78,
1: 70 75 mistakes ahead of him. He was 76.
0: Yeah. yeah. 75 mistakes were made ahead of me. Uh, but no, I, I have no problem with that. And yeah, you're right. Like every quarterback, what would Baker have said if he wasn't the first pick? Like <laughs> he, he would have gone off, let alone if he went in the third round. So I, I have no problem with that. But, uh, Again, I think it's about where you land, not how soon you're picked. I, I remember Ben Roethlisberger being so mad that he that he went like eighth or ninth after Rivers and Manning and those guys. I was like, dude, you went to a really good Steelers team, like you're yeah. gonna win quick. And then he won the Super Bowl his second year. Well, so do you think you'd rather gone five instead of eight, or go to a good team?
1: That, that's the thing, and 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 I, I it, it it just seems like there's this this interview template for these quarterbacks that don't get taken first, second or third to where they're like, okay, I need to mention that I've got a chip on my shoulder. I need to mention that uh, I also, I guess, need to say that I'm thankful to be in this or, you know, like they, they like all say the same thing and it just, you know, they, they vary it just by like the way that they say it. But the reality is that there is, I mean, you almost couldn't handpick a better situation for Rudolph, right? Like you don't have to start right away you go to like you said a a really good franchise that's had a ton of success historically and you're there with the guy that helped make you great in college like what? i mean like I, I i guess i would just not be focused on like what went wrong but rather like wow this is an incredible situation for me that i have a chance to really have some success
0: in well we don't know what he was asked, he could have been asked, "What do you think about having to wait until the third round?" Yeah, and gave that answer. So you're right. You're right. But again, you're right. Like, didn't the Steelers win the fan poll of where OSU fans wanted him to go? Like, yeah, did, might um, have. Didn't they win that?
1: Yeah, it was either them or New England. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was I was pulling for New England. <laughs> but uh, but no. And then for Washington, it's hard to envision a better place to go. You get to play with an All Pro quarterback, a Hall of Famer, and Ben Roethlisberger. And oh, by the way. You have the best receiver in the NFL on one side, uh, Juju Schuster Smith or Smith Schuster. I can't remember which order that is on the other side. And you get to just be single covered. Like after, after Texas ran like a three safety 60 yard <laughs> deep defense against you, that's going to look like easy money to James Washington. So I think he's going to a great spot too. Yeah. So you can't be more thrilled for those two guys. Yeah, you're right. And, and I mean,
1: yeah, I, I think the draft is hard because I, I traditionally, just growing up uh, playing baseball and focusing on uh, the baseball draft, like I, I had a bad uh, sense of value from people who were drafted. And so in baseball, if you're drafted, like you're not going to play in the major leagues for at, at least a year. Or most guys more than that. A lot of guys never. But in in the NFL and 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 in the NBA as well, like your value, like you are as good as a lot of people that are already in the league. And so I forget, I think sometimes that like James Washington, like I, and I might be, I, I don't watch a ton of NFL, but it seems like he's would be like a really good number three receiver right now. A, am I incorrect in saying that?
0: No, I mean we've seen rookie receivers come in and be be good right away. Yeah. Um, Juju is a perfect example. Of that as a teammate,
1: yeah, totally. He was all uh, rookie. I th- so I thought I, th- I thought another guy who uh, th- this was the one. Like everybody's like, oh, Mason fell, Washington fell. I I didn't really, whatever. I I thought I was stunned that Marcel Aitman went two hundred and I think he went two twenty eight in the draft. Marcel Aitman almost went undrafted. Marcel
0: Aitman. Remember when we were talking about him going in the first round? <laughs> second
1: well, round I and and that's the thing like I wrote about this all year like when when Rudolph need I mean he didn't do this every time but when he needed a first down when he had to have something on third down or fourth down think about at tech think about um the fourth down that he threw to Aitman at home in Bedlam they they had the, he, he threw that out on the uh on the Oklahoma State sideline and and Aitman
0: like barely caught it to keep that drive alive late do you remember that yeah got his pinky toenail in bounds.
1: <laughs> like he, like he, that was his guy. One of the best lot. catches I've ever seen. It was amazing. But that was his guy in a lot of these big situations. And I just di- I I didn't understand him falling so far. Maybe what he did well in college, which is be physical and catch some jump balls and different things like that. Maybe he's not big enough or physical enough to do that in the NFL. But I was just I, I I was surprised that he fell all the way to the to the seventh round.
0: I was floored, especially when you see other receivers who didn't have half the stats or career or highlights that, that Aitman had. But the knock on Aitman, Kyle, is that he doesn't run well at all. He's like he's slow, can't get open. He makes a lot of contested catches, which he has to because I think their belief is you, you see all those contested catches he made in college. Imagine how less open he's gonna be in the pros than he was in college. I think that's the big knock on Marcel. And that's why he went in the seventh. I'm not saying I agree with that. I mean, I again this guy was as good as Washington last year and Washington went in the second round. Now, it's all about how you translate, but I would be I would be surprised if Aitman's not still in the league in five years. I just think especially in like red zone targets, like that's such an important aspect of the NFL. When you get down near the goal line, it's so hard to just run it in or everything's hard down there and you need a big body to go up and get something. I think, I think you could see that. And maybe even he's so big, the way offenses are moving. Now you could play him at like tight end that splits out. Obviously he's not going to come in and block ever, but I'm just saying like with formations nowadays, you could, you could play him inside a little bit too. So I don't, I was stunned by that as well. And it it really kind of stinks for Marcel too. He's going to a team that just acquired a bunch of receivers. Like, you would rather not be drafted than be taken in the seventh round for this exact reason that he's facing. He's, there's a depth chart that's stacked. You yep. would have rather been an undrafted free agent and pick one that's not. So that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. I was also surprised that uh, we had Trey flowers on last week and I was surprised that he got drafted by Seattle as a cornerback. I didn't, you know, I was talking to Adam on about this. He was, uh, he filled in for you, uh, last week, uh, did a great job. And, I think I think he was a little bit surprised as well. Um, I guess don't quote him on that because I don't totally remember. But I, I've seen some stuff about just like his, you know, I know like he's super long and tall and like rangy and all those things. But he doesn't seem like the most fluid, agile guy that you, that could that could um, tr- that could switch basically from safety to corner in the NFL. I, I thought that was pretty surprising, and and I don't I don't know. It just it, I, I guess I don't really see like that playing out. I, I, maybe I'm wrong and I hope I am. I hope he has a long career, but that just seemed like a, kind of a, a, a strange move as well.
0: Well, he fits what they, what they do at corner. The Richard Sherman prototype is what they yeah. like. They like, yeah. like Pete Carroll, like six, three, uh, six, two, six, three corners that are long and rangy. And that's what he's six, three. He basically has the same measurables as, as Richard Sherman. Now, Having the measurables and having the the skill the cornerback position requires are two very different things. They obviously think he can do that, and they would they would know better than me. But I, at times, I thought Trey Flowers struggled in coverage when he was when he yeah. was on a guy one on one, and especially with his hips and, and turning and all that stuff. So that'll be interesting to watch. But they obviously thought he fit the profile for what they want to do at corner. And uh, going in the fifth round's not too shabby. I'm yeah. not sure where where Trey expected to go or where he was in mo- most mock drafts, but He's also going to a franchise that seems to know what they're doing on defense, so we'll, we'll see.
1: Yeah, totally. You're right. Uh, Chris Lacey to New England is eyeballs emoji. That's interesting.
0: <laughs> I bet she makes the team. <laughs> I mean, for one, they don't have any receivers. And two, I think Chris Lacey is vastly underrated, which we've, we've talked about all year. He was the fifth or sixth receiver at OSU, which is... Bad most places in college, but obviously OSU oh, was a special case with eightman and uh washington but couldn't could you see
1: uh, uh, can you see uh Bill Simmons after like the third New England game Chris Lacey's got like four touchdowns through three
0: games who is this guy who, who is he <laughs> where's he from he, he he played at oklahoma state i mean <laughs> I, I I' never seen him play I mean dad he calls his dad where where's lacey from <laughs> um, no, but I mean, Lacey's kind of what they like. They like tough guys who can go over the middle. Lacey's proven he can do that. He's a good blocker. I think they like that as well. Uh, he kind of fits what the page. You know, he kind of reminds me of like a. I mean, not not a similar player, but as far as like the intangibles go, it's like a Troy Brown, don't you think? Like a a guy that yeah isn't a superstar but does his job and does it well. I could see him. I could see him playing out, um, making the team and and playing. Frankly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I could too. Um, what else from the draft stuck out to you? Uh, we talked about Baker for a little bit. I I thought that was so so fascinating. Just him him going from Tech to OU to gets the extra year at OU to the number one pick in the draft, and you're like, wow, this is it! It actually you know happened. It felt like it almost felt like. Do you remember when uh, when Manzel the Manzel draft? And he was still there when Dallas was picking. And every, like, Twitter, like, like, uh, college football <laughs> Twitter was just, just like trying to will Jerry Jones into making the pick. Uh, it, this didn't feel like that totally because it was the number one pick. So there wasn't any really lead into it. But it did feel like there was like this sort of crescendo. In the days leading up to that pick, that you're that that finally it culminates in the pick, and you're like, wow, they actually did it. They took Baker Mayfield number one overall.
0: Well, yeah, it's the first, it's the first first overall pick I can remember where we didn't know who was going to go number one. Yeah, because I know that that Schefter and everyone was talking like, well, Baker Mayfield's in play, but we didn't. We actually didn't know. And until they called his name, I was I, I still didn't know if they would actually draft him number one overall. I, I yeah. still thought they might draft Darnold one, or even Allen was. It would have been so Browns for them to take Josh Allen, <laughs> but uh, until the pick was made, I, I I still had a little bit of doubt. But yeah, that was kind of my reaction too. It's like man, he is the number one overall pick. He's it's just crazy his story. Obviously, but for me, Kyle, it was refreshing in that they took the best quarterback. Like the numbers are insane he, he is the best quarterback and i know he's six foot uh almost six one he's six feet but he you could argue he's the most efficient quarterback to ever play college football yeah. and when you see guys like deshaun watson having success in the nfl uh, russell wilson obviously as well two guys that aren't six four 250 in the way college or the way the nfl offenses are moving I thought, I thought they made the right pick and the numbers bore that out and i think the type of dude Baker is. I think they, I would see, I covered Baker here and I was interested to see how the NFL would react to him because you, you just hear, Oh, he's this problem child, but he's actually kind of like the dude. He's like the alpha that guys want to follow. That's kind of how he was at OU. And he obviously won them over as far as who, who he is too. So that was, that was interesting. And you know, like there's like what been what four or five OU and OSU guys taken in the, the first like five picks from Oklahoma and Oklahoma state, all went to the AFC North, mm-hmm. so now, so now we're going to get Mason and Washington and the Steelers playing the Browns twice a year. How much fun is that going to be? Like it's it's on, it's on again. We got Bedlam in the NFL. It's
1: it's so good. I, I I'm with you. You mentioned this earlier, but Roethlisberger gets hurt a lot. I, I looked it up. He's he hasn't played all sixteen games since like 2014, and so there's a. I mean, there's a. I don't know what they're going to do with Landry Jones, but there's a chance that Mason could get a start this year. You know, probably a pretty decent one. Yep. And uh, yeah, if they got if he got to play Baker, it would be that'd be pretty fantastic. I think the Baker thing is going to go either uh, really well or really badly. But I I think that un- I, and pe- people are like, oh, he's just Johnny. Philly. That's, that's the, the Johnny Manziel come- take is so lazy. It's so bad. Manziel, did people watch Manziel in college? He was, he was just throwing stuff up to Mike Williams, and and Mike, he was Mike m- Evans. Mike Evans, yeah. There's been like 80 Mike Williams, so apologies there. <laughs> but, um, I just feel like Baker was such a better passer in college than than Johnny ever was, and 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 Johnny was a he ran so much more. Baker can run, but I think people look at him and they're like, oh, he's small, so he runs, and you're like, well, not really. Like, have you been You've been watching like he's actually a really good passer and he's got a great arm. So I don't know. I I think that's going to be obviously a fascinating storyline and hopefully him and Rudolph get to get to tee it up every, you know, twice a year for the next however many years. I think that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. And first Mason's got to beat out Landry. I I assume he can do that, but we we don't know. Uh, You know, the running, the joke I heard from my OU friends was that Mason was OSU's Landry Jones And now he's going to be battling him for the second spot behind Ben. I thought that was kind of ironic. Well, I
1: I looked up Landry's stats from the last couple years when he's filled in for, for Roethlisberger. They're actually kind of good. I don't know if that means anything, but he hasn't... He's been serviceable. Yeah, so... I don't know. That would that'd be a dagger. Get beat out by Landry Jones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Landry throwing bombs to James Washington for the next ten years. That would be uh, that would be that, a bizarro world. That would be rough. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually think Baker is not going to be either great or a disaster. I think he's going to be good. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think of a c- comparison. Uh, maybe Tony Romo like puts up good numbers. Uh, probably, you know, top 10 quarterback most years. That's kind of where I see Baker.
1: T- Tony Rawls was pretty
0: good. You yeah. You, you, maybe, a, maybe a tick below Tony. Yeah. Tony was awesome. I'm, I'm not a Tony hater. I'm not one of those. I think yeah, he's a really either. good quarterback. Um, but I, I see it playing right in the middle or just maybe above average, um, for Baker. I could yeah. be wrong. I just, I don't trust Cleveland at all. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Uh, okay, we need to toast. It's time for the Coupe Ale Works Toast of the Week. Coupe Ale Works, bring great tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the flagship F5 IPA, the bold DNR Belgian strong ale, or the refreshing horny toed blonde. For your next watch party tailgate or get together with friends, enjoy a cold Coupe Ale Works. And please remember to drink responsibly. Uh, Carson, do you have a, a toast for me this week? Not for me, but for whoever you're toasting.
0: I do. I'm going to toast a F5 to Josh Holliday. What a run the baseball team's on. They outscored OU by 30 runs in their three-game series. They're far and away number one in the Big 12. And uh, just as little as a month ago, we were kind of wondering what was wrong with OSU baseball. Were they ever going to... You know, turn it on, and man, have they ever? And the most impressive thing to me, Kyle, is the pitching. I mean, they had they've had injuries at the at the pitching uh, positions, and they held OU completely in check for for three games. And obviously, have pitched really well to get where they're at now. So, Josh Holiday's been doing work. Uh, he deserves a toast.
1: Yeah, he totally does. They can't win a non-conference game, but they're going to win the Big 12 by like five games. Um,
0: <laughs> I saw they lost to OU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That by the way they played the uh, the Carson Cunningham special this weekend. They got Iowa. At Iowa, I think. Ooh, gross. I know. I know. Iowa. They, they have a baseball team? <laughs> do you think Iowa's baseball team or their football team scores scores more?
0: Uh, probably baseball. And I think like when you go to Iowa and play, do, do the pitchers are they really slow between pitches? Do, do they just take forever? <laughs> like Big 10 football?
1: Uh your boy Tiger just poured in like a fifty foot birdie, by the way. Did he fist pump? Yeah. Uh he gave it yeah, it was like a Thursday fist pump. Kind of a side sideways just Oh
0: he's got a I, I just tuned in, he's got a wry smile going. I see it. Yeah. Uh I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna go ahead and toast Taylor Cornelius, the oil baron. Um copyright that
0: before Mason steals it. Yeah,
1: my gosh. Uh I'm gonna t- <laughs> But to toast an F five IPA to him um, for winning the starting job. <laughs> Although I am not sure how difficult it was, and the reason that I am that I am going to toast to him, Carson, and and this is going to come off mean spirited. I don't mean for it to be. I think it's just a reality. I think this might be the only time he, uh, he that he has the label starting quarterback at Oklahoma State uh feel free if you're listening to clip this and send it in to me after Oklahoma state goes 10 and 2 with Taylor Cornelius as the starter next year but i think Spencer Sanders is is the guy or or Drew Brown um again i'm i've i've been on this i've been on this island for, not, it's not an island there's a lot of people on it but i have been i've been on this train for a while uh i just i don't know did you see uh Bill Haston's article on Spencer Sanders.
0: I did. How he was at the game, how he was at the game and signing autographs and all that.
1: I I thought the way that Haston set it up was very much like, Hey, it's, you know, it's on. And in August, like when, when fall camp starts, like he had, he had Cornelius over here. He had Sanders over here talking, you know, Cornelius is is signing autographs and just the way he framed it. I thought was pretty cool. And and I'm excited about it. And I, I don't, I think that some people think that I, like, hate Cornelius. I don't. I, I think he's a really fine quarterback and is a pretty good backup for a Big 12 team. I just – I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it a ton, but what's the ceiling? But anyway, he's the he's the starter right now. A toast to him for what sounded like he was a, a pretty decent showing in the spring game, if you want to call it that, spring cotillion, whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, I'm ready for so this. So you're,
0: cute- uh, you're not – you're not – you're not buying shirts uh, for Cornelius to Wolf. <laughs> That's not the new connection you're, you're fired up about. No, no. Well, again, it, I, 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 I don't I, think uh, it's, I don't, I don't think it's, go ahead.
1: I told you this off air. Like we, it, the spring game is always, uh, is such a false flag because it feels like we should be learning stuff and conveying it to readers or to people who are listening and you're like, I'm not learning anything. Like, None of this is real. It's just a bunch of stuff that's happening that doesn't have any bearing on what's actually going to happen in the fall. And so I, I kind of resent everything that happens in the spring because of that.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that. I don't think it's mean-spirited to say that Courtney Hoyce is not going to be the starter. I, I thought Bill did a really good job of, of pointing out how how many accolades spencer sanders has like this was mr texas football like that doesn't that doesn't come on campus very often uh so no i i tend to think it's spencer sanders as well i will say this cornelius threw the ball pretty well he threw the ball deep but again i i think your program has a certain ceiling with him at quarterback and a much different one with spencer sanders i think if it's even close you go with spencer sanders and let him learn and learn hopefully starts for three or four years for you but uh but no, I I enjoyed Haston's article. Haston's really good at like setting up the magnitude of stuff, like mm-hmm. the sheer magnitude of of Spencer Sanders and his resume. Like he he kind of spelled it out really well there. Uh, it's, it's not to be taken lightly. And I'm interested to see the Drew Brown kid from Hawaii. He he looks like a decent quarterback. So it's going to be quarterback competitions are the most fun when it comes to fall camp. So that, that's going to be fun to monitor.
1: Yeah, totally. It, it's been a while since we've had one, and you know, Gandhi will be in cia mode where he's not disclosing anything it's gonna be awesome Oh uh, yeah yeah it's i'm gonna be I'm, full
0: on cia mode from gundy <laughs> i'm ready for it the gray beard
1: uh, <laughs> you like this gray beard is uh it i think it accentuates the uh, the mullet the mullet is
0: getting pretty long like he might and, be down to his shoulder blades by the fall and it's getting darker Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Is he coloring that thing? Yeah. Because <laughs> his beard's pretty gray. Now, yeah. facial hair is different. I have, I have yeah. some gray hairs in my beard, but yeah. not on my head, so I don't know. Uh, anyway. Uh-oh. Let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's talk unis,
1: Carson. We're going to a little change of pace here. I think we both uh, – or I want to talk a little NBA for a second. Uh, let's get to this week's uniform review brought to you by Chris's University Spirit. Your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I did ask you before we got on here, what is your, uh, what, what team's unis have you liked so far the best in the NBA playoffs? I, the NBA is sort of my guilty pleasure. Like if I'm not hanging out with my kids or, you know, helping out with dinner or whatever, like I, I, I indulge in a little NBA, watching it, listening to podcasts about it. So, this is a this is a topic that is uh, that has interested me. What what's been your uh, your top uni team
0: so far this year? Uh in the NBA playoffs or like the whole season? Uh just the team 16 teams that were in the playoffs. I love what the the Jazz are doing. Like and I know this rubs people the wrong way. They they're Houston Astros looking uniforms with like the sunset or whatever and the new floor, I, I think that is awesome. I think it's more Utah. I, I think it's now now that New Orleans has their own NBA team, it's time for Utah to ditch the Mardi Gras colors. I, they're not going to change their name. They're always going to be the Jazz. It's too late to change the name. But I, I loved the uh, the sunset unis they had and the the crowd and everything. I, I was there, so I'm a little biased. But uh, I loved the Jazz kind of rebrand they were doing with their their city uniforms. I feel like Nike has done such a good job with everybody in the NBA. Like, I feel
1: like all the uniforms are, are awesome. The Cavs are great. Houston's are good. Pelicans are good. Uh, yeah, they,
0: they all got better for sure. Yeah, they've
1: been awesome. I, I, I always go back to the Warriors. I think their, their alternates are awesome. Like the city stuff is so the town,
0: cool. The town?
1: I thought it was the city.
0: They have those and then there their new ones this year say the town the, the for,
1: darker for, ones
0: yeah with the yeah. tree on it
1: yeah those are fantastic I, I think they're really good um, I don't know I, I I've been impressed by by a lot of um, a lot of the uni work in the NBA I think some some teams in college football could uh, could take some notes on some of that
0: yeah those are good did you see the tweet about Kevin Durant since you're a big Kevin fan
1: I uh, know what was
0: it that, that I retweeted it was Freaking hilarious! Kevin Durant and April reportedly purchased a twelve million dollar beachfront mansion in Malibu. Some guy quote tweeted and said, "Did he need someone else to help him get the title?" <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, my uniform review is hilarious in that all my OU friends are having to come to grips that they have to wear orange because Baker Mayfield is a brown. Uh, even Baker said, sorry, guys, we're going to do this together because we're part of the dog pound now. So it's gonna be funny watching my OU friends have to wear orange. I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. And the fact that Ohio state, most Ohio state fans have to root for him now after he just ripped their hearts out last September.
0: (laughs) Shouldn't he plant a Browns flag at midfield game one? Oh yeah.
1: That's close the loop. Move on. It'd be awesome. It'd be fantastic.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: okay. Let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris, Chris's University Spirit. and We'll come back and wrap things up. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, uh, final, final thoughts, final notes from you. Uh, this is, this is kind of time of the year that I always start paying attention to baseball and golf. Uh, not that I'm not paying attention, but kind of really get into it. I'm coming up for, uh, NCAA golf championship and, uh, baseball is exciting too. It's going to be a fun, fun last month, I think, to follow this team and, and into the big twelves and regionals.
0: Uh, the pressure's on the golf team, Kyle.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, you won the big 12, uh, golf channel is going to document this the pressure is mounting for Alan Bratton and the OSU golf team.
1: Yeah. And I, I talked to him about that. I've got some quotes, uh, from that, that I'm going to run, I think next week. But, uh, I think, you know, he's talked about how they embrace it at Karsten, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, they get beat by OU in, in the big 12s and, you're setting yourself up for a uh, pretty interesting NCAA's in which there's a there's a scenario where Oklahoma State could be number 1 and OU could be number 2 coming to Karsten for the NCAA's.
0: Ooh, buddy. <laughs>
1: I mean, how good is that? Uh, we there we had a uh, I forgot to tell you this. We had a conference call with with uh Ricky yesterday. Preview he was previewing the uh the Golf Channel documentary. For people who don't know, there's like a six-part series coming out on Golf Channel where Fowler's like the executive producer or whatever, and and it's kind of documenting this this uh, Oklahoma State team and their season, and and it goes into like bedlam as well. And uh, somebody asked him, like, "Are you excited about how this is shaping up?" And he goes, "Well, we're not going to have to do as much uh, marketing as we thought we were if they're the number one and number two teams in the country." And <laughs> it's just it's pretty crazy how it's how it's turning out. I mean, you could get. Obviously, it's a long way away. You could get number one versus number two OSU OU match play at
0: Karsten for the national championship. Put it in my veins. I'm ready. I am too. Uh, who's the number? Who's the number one golfer for OSU? Is it the the European guy?
1: Yeah, they got Victor Hovland. Uh, yeah, Matthew,
0: awesome. Matthew
1: Wolf is a freshman. I think he. I don't know. I I think his pro prospects are probably the best out of anybody. He's a kid from uh, from California. Uh, he's a, a bomber.
0: A, yeah, he's a stud. He, he, he gets it the furthest anybody in college. What I read. He,
1: he played pretty well in the uh, U.S. Amateur last year out at at Riviera. So, um, so we
0: need Dalkey. We need Dalkey Wolf. Final pairing. That'd be crazy. Just hope Dalkey's not uh, the next Patty Reed. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> he might be. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm all of a sudden I'm fired up for NCAA golf championship. Uh, you gotta wait
0: what, like two weeks, three weeks?
1: Yeah, it's uh, I think it's the last week in May. Yeah, three yeah. weeks.
0: Yeah, so um, bummer.
1: But hey, we've got Mike Boynton recruiting to to tide
0: us over. He's doing work. Let's See if he can reel in. Uh, he reeled in my dad, Mike Cunningham. <laughs> my dad you, plays for OSU now. Have you talked to your dad about this? Oh, uh, he texted me when it when it broke. I was coming back from Utah. He, he just texted me, uh, smiley faces. That's awesome. He's, he's learned he's learned emojis. So he, uh, I, I I sent him back a a screen grab of the actual Mike Cunningham that, that plays basketball liked uh, a tweet from a guy tweeting at me saying, Hey, congrats to your dad on his new career at OSU. And like the actual Mike Cunningham liked it. So I there, that to there's, my
1: dad. there's no way the actual Mike Cunningham knew like what was going on there.
0: <laughs> no, I think it was courtesy. Like most likely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um,
1: <laughs> okay. We will be back next week. Uh, I'm working on a couple of guests to try to, to bring on, to talk. Uh, some different things. So until then, uh, have a good weekend, Carson.
0: All right, man. You too. Okay, right. We'll talk to you later.